Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to talk about the top three things we've learned in the last 30 days that bring success to any virtual event. Yeah, so uh, again, as I'm sure most of you are aware, most events have gone virtual. We have had the privilege of working with some really amazing uh, organizations, nonprofits, universities, corporations over the past uh, four weeks or so, uh, helping them uh, pull off some pretty large conferences or events, uh, you know, like thousands of attendees. Uh, and we have seen a lot of successes and we've seen a lot of areas of improvement. And today we're gonna highlight some of those successes we've seen and why uh, some of these events uh, really knocked it out of the park. Uh, and just a quick shout out to some of the folks we've worked with, uh, ASAC, awesome. They did an amazing event um, for their uh, sorority alumni. Um, we worked with Care First on an internal campaign they were doing for uh, continuing education, which was a big hit. Uh, both UMBC and George Mason University uh, worked with us on their Back to Virtual School uh, event where they set up some really cool things for their, uh, their students that are coming back to campus. Um, is there anyone I'm forgetting? I mean, MPI, oh, uh, MPI and virtual, and virtual. Was, was, was huge, so whatever, shout out to, I guess, all of the MPI Florida chapters, um, and who do we work with uh, for the Gen, the, the company, oh my gosh, I'm dropping the ball on it. Which one? The people that run in virtual in Florida. Oh, uh, Paragon. Sorry, Paragon. <laughs> no um, reason. Which has been great. I mean, honestly, like that shouldn't have been a, a, a name drop at all, but it just gives you some idea of how of much of a blitzkrieg the last few weeks have been. It's been crazy. So, uh, the very first thing that we have uh, seen as uh, key to the success of these events is over-communication. We have been preaching over-communication since the very beginning of this. Um, it is not a surprise to us that the, the groups that have done really well and had a really successful event uh, took this uh, by the horns. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Send an email two days before the event. Send an email a week before the event. Send two emails the day of the event. You gotta make sure that people know what it is they're doing and what they're getting themselves into. If you don't let them know, they can't use your really cool virtual photo booth, PixieWeb. Uh, they also can't go to the conferences. They're not gonna know how to use your virtual, uh, your virtual event platform. Yeah. They're not gonna, make sure they have Zoom downloaded before things start. Just, again, make sure you're communicating a really tight plan and you're giving tips to your uh, to your attendees. The th only events we've seen slip or have areas of improvement were ones where there really wasn't a lot of communication on how to navigate things. And again, this is new for everyone. There are a lot of people who really aren't technically savvy and they have a hard time getting Zoom to work on their own. So if you are expecting them to use Zoom plus seven other tools, you're gonna have to help them along the way and you gotta make sure you're communicating that. Yeah, so I was just gonna build on that real quick. Uh, Point one is we have seen um, very complementary uh, organizations deploy the same tool and uh, one have tremendous success and one really not. And the only differentiator between the two was what their communication strategy was uh, for sure. And then just to double back uh, to, to MPI uh, and virtual, like, like great job guys. I was blown away with how uh, consistent and uh, timely, thoughtful, uh, the, the email market, the information distribution happening, like it never felt annoying, but it came a ton, uh, but it was really what was necessary to make sure that I had like every touch point to be um, fully dialed in to 
the virtual event, and I was, so you know, kudos to that. So uh, Alex mentioned it briefly before, but next on our list is a tight plan. You can't run a consistent communication channel without having planned out how it's gonna happen. When, why, 14 days before, 10 days before, seven days before, four days, three days, two days, twice that day, how many times on the day of, what is your post-event communication? You can't, you cannot do that stuff like off the cuff. You've gotta write it down, you have to schedule it all out, you have to make sure that it's there. You need all of your partners, everyone that's involved in, in executing it and making it come to fruition, know what the timelines are, what the expectations are. Um, we definitely, definitely saw a huge increase in you know, engagement, success, ROI, for all of our partners that had a tight plan and they knew exactly, and it was masterful. Um, and for that, you know, like your attendees, they can feel that all day long. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Again, if you have, trying to do this with a freewheeling nature, it's just gonna lead to think the balls being dropped uh, and information not getting shared the way it should be. So going in with a tight plan and making sure that, you, you have to be flexible, obviously, but you should still have a really good understanding uh, of the core components of your virtual event. And you should really have an understanding of the cha communication channels you're gonna use and how you're gonna distribute that information. So, last but certainly not least, and this isn't self-serving, I swear, uh, external engagement, uh, the additions of external, external engagement tools has been really, really impactful to the overall success of the events that we've seen. So obviously, Pixie Web fits into that. It's a very small piece of a very large puzzle. Um, so doing a virtual photo booth of any kind is obviously a really cool way to get people to engage and share their photos and share what they're doing and share what they're working on. Just as impactful uh, from what I've seen um, is adding things like quizzes and surveys, um, those in-person like virtual event boxes that I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen um, where like they send out little uh, you know, it's like got snacks and like a pen and a notepad. Um, you know, all the things that you might get if you were actually going to an in-person event. Uh, shipping those out to all of your attendees beforehand. Those are really great. People have a great time. People like to show that swag off. Um, they're not getting a lot of swag, so there's not a whole lot to show off. So if you give them something, they will post a photo or tweet about it. Um, DJ battles. DJ battles have been really big. Cocktail recipes. Cocktail recipes. Right. The cocktail recipes and sending people cocktail boxes, if possible, uh, have also been really good. Uh, we had an event where people shared their personal cocktail recipes. Um, they we should do videos of bartenders, like where you can play it and they'll like walk you through. Like, that's a great idea. Like, like a must. Like, yeah, that's a great. Sorry, idea. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was like, wait, this would be <laughs> funny, right? It would yeah. be like irreverent. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So like all these types of things have have been really successful because again, people are looking for something to do. So having live bands on Zoom might seem silly, but people are into it because again, what else is there to do? Um, you know, people are stuck at home in their living room attending this virtual conference. They want something to do. So anything you can do to get them engaged and not just staring at a computer screen is going to be a win. So whether it's a virtual photo booth or a survey or a quiz or uh, a live cocktail recipe, or it's DJ battles, it doesn't matter what it is, give them something to engage with and to be a part of. And I'm telling you now, the more you communicate this and the more fun you make it, the more successful it's gonna be. It doesn't work if people feel like they're shoved in a box. The photo booth, from our, just from our perspective, 
the clients we've seen with the most success on the virtual photo booth have had a ton of fun with the photos. Whether they're sharing pictures of their pets, or themselves in costumes, or pictures of what they're drinking, or pictures of their hilarious home office setups with like cardboard boxes holding up laptops. That's what people are into, that's what people have fun with. You gotta make sure that people know they can get a little bit silly, uh, and people are gonna be very thankful for you giving them some sort of outlet uh, during what has been an obviously a very stressful few months. Yeah, yeah, so totally, you nailed it. Uh, so, um, spoiler alert, if you subscribe to this or you watch our videos, you know that two days ago we mentioned uh, the last seven days of our uh, virtual event trends survey that's out there. Um, like early spoiler alert from a few hundred entries, uh, Zoom fatigue is a real common word that we keep seeing from yeah. literally hundreds of, of major, major, major event planners, organizations um, across the globe. Um, and and listing uh, external engagement tools as the top priority for um, making the events world better is is right there. So uh, external engagement is is definitely an early. Yeah, early, I'd be shocked if that wasn't a theme. Oh yeah, in well, our soon to come yeah. ebook. If you're interested in uh, if you're interested in being a part of our uh, event trends report, uh, our survey can be found at pixelated.com/backslash virtual-event-trend-survey. Yeah. All right, so that's it. You done? You're done. That's it. So before you guys go, before you guys go, if you could please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, your reviews help us get recommended to more people that might be interested in listening to the podcast. And obviously, if you subscribe, you find out each day when we publish a new episode. So without further ado, I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex Malin. Peace.